Greetings in the name of Jesus. This is Rob Hames. This is 15 Minutes with Jesus. God bless every one of you that is listening. I'm thankful for you. Let's turn to John chapter 2, verse 1. On the third day, there was a wedding in Cana of Galilee, and the mother of Jesus was there. Now both Jesus and his disciples were invited to the wedding. And when they ran out of wine... The mother of Jesus said to him, They have no wine. Jesus said to her, Woman, what does your concern have to do with me? My hour has not yet come. His mother said to the servants, Whatever he says to you, do it. Now there were set there six water pots of stone, according to the manner of purification of the Jews, containing twenty or thirty gallons apiece. Jesus said to them, Fill the water pots with water, and they filled them up to the brim. And he said to them, Draw some out now, and take it to the master of the feast. And they took it. When the master of the feast had tasted the water that was made wine, and did not know where it came from, but the servants who had drawn the water knew, the master of the feast called the bridegroom, and he said to him, Every man at the beginning sets out the good wine. And when the guests have well drunk, then the inferior. But you have kept the good wine until now. This beginning of signs Jesus did in Cana of Galilee, and manifested his glory, and his disciples believed in him. The first miracle that Jesus did was at this wedding, and he turned water into good wine. Thou hast kept the good wine until now. When Jesus took the cup at the Last Supper, he said, This cup is the new covenant in my blood, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. Then he said, I will not drink henceforth of this fruit of the vine until the day when I drink it new with you in my Father's kingdom. The good wine is the new covenant in Jesus' blood. The Son of God came and died on the cross to take away our sins. Because he lived as a man, tempted in every way as we are, yet without sin, he became the spotless Lamb of God to be offered on the cross at the Passover, to take away our sins, the sins of the whole world, that whoever lives and believes in him might not perish, but have everlasting life. For the Son of God did not come into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. It is the new covenant in his blood that saves us through repentance and faith in his sacrifice for us on the cross. His blood cleanses us of all sin and unrighteousness. Through water baptism, we are baptized into his death. Our old sinful nature is crucified with him, buried with him in the water, and we are raised with him in newness of life to receive his Holy Spirit and serve him in the newness of the Spirit and not in the oldness of the letter. The wages of sin is death, but the gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus. By his gift of himself we are saved, and that not of ourselves. It is the gift of God. The grace of God. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever lives and believes in him should not perish, but inherit eternal life.
Let's turn to Matthew 22, verse 1. And Jesus answered and spoke to them again by parables and said, The kingdom of heaven is like a certain king who arranged a marriage for his son and sent out his servants to call those who were invited to the wedding, and they were not willing to come. Again he sent out other servants, saying, Tell those who are invited, See, I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and fatted cattle are killed, and all things are ready. Come to the wedding. But they made light of it, and went their ways, one to his own farm, another to his business, and the rest seized his servants, treated them spitefully, and killed them. But when the king heard about it, he was furious, and he sent out his armies, destroyed those murderers, and burned up their city. Then he said to his servants, The wedding is ready, but those who were invited were not worthy. Therefore go into the highways, and as many as you find, invite to the wedding. So those servants went out into the highways, and gathered together all whom they found, both bad and good, and the wedding was filled with guests. But when the king came in to see the guests, he saw a man there who did not have on a wedding garment. So he said to him, Friend, how did you come in here without a wedding garment? And he was speechless. Then the king said to the servants, Bind him hand and foot, take him away and cast him into outer darkness. There will be weeping and gnashing of teeth, for many are called, but few are chosen. The father is preparing a marriage for his son. He is preparing a spotless bride for his son, who loved us and washed us from our sins in his own blood, to purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. We are the bride of Christ, and it does not yet appear what we shall be, but we know that when we see him, we shall be like him, and whoever has this hope in him purifies himself even as he is pure. Are you purifying yourself? Are you continuing to wash yourself in the water of his word? Are there things in your life that you need to confess to him? Are you walking in the light with the blood of Jesus cleansing you from all sin? Are you walking in fellowship with the Father and with his Son? Are you keeping his words? Ask yourself, if the answer to most of these questions is no, then humble yourself and come to Jesus in repentance. He will receive you if you are sincere. His grace is sufficient for you. He will make a way for you. But if you refuse, if you are scoffing at these words and justifying your sin through your own deceit and the lies of the false prophets that fill the earth, you will not be able to stand in the day of judgment. If you do not have on his robe of righteousness, if you do not keep your wedding garment, you will not be accepted at the marriage supper of the Lamb. You will be cast out into outer darkness, and you will have weeping and gnashing of teeth. This is not a fairy tale. This is the truth of God's word. Jesus did not speak false things. Jesus Christ said of himself, I am the way, I am the truth, and I am the life. All of you who can hear my voice, all of you who are hearing this or reading this, you would do well to consider the words of the Lamb of God, the words of Jesus Christ. 
for he is coming again. He's coming in the clouds. He promised. Remember that all the scriptures, all the prophecies that were spoken about him in the Old Testament, many of them, most of them were fulfilled through his life on the earth, his crucifixion and his resurrection and his ascension into heaven. Therefore, the things that remain to be fulfilled will surely be fulfilled. He's coming again in the clouds with great power and glory, and he will establish his throne in Jerusalem. And there will be a marriage supper, a marriage supper of the Lamb, and those who are worthy will be there. The only way we can be worthy is to receive his sacrifice, to receive his righteousness through faith. Hallelujah. Many are called, but few are chosen. God is preparing a marriage for his son, and he has put all things under his feet. He has prepared for him a kingdom, and Jesus will be returning to earth in the not-too-distant future to establish his throne in Jerusalem and to reign as king over all the earth. Because he humbled himself to the death of the cross, the Father has given him a name above all names, that at the name of Jesus every knee shall bow, in heaven, on the earth, and under the earth, and every tongue shall confess that he is Lord, to the glory of God the Father. So let this mind be also in you, that was in Christ Jesus, who being in the form of God thought it not robbery to be equal with God, but made himself of no reputation, and took upon him the form of a servant, and was made in the likeness of men. And being found in fashion as a man, he humbled himself, and became obedient unto death, even the death of the cross. He said, Come to me, all you who are weary and heavy laden, and take my yoke upon you, and learn of me. If you are going to be with Jesus, you will need to deny yourself, and take up your cross every day, and follow him. Paul said, I am crucified with Christ, nevertheless I live, yet not I, but Christ lives in me, and the life that I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. Because Jesus loved us and gave himself for us, therefore we ought to love him. We love him, the Bible says, because he first loved us. God so loved us that he gave his Son. So our response is to love him, to live for him, to deny ourselves, take up our cross, and follow him every day, to lay down our lives. Jesus said, Greater love has no man than this, that a man lay down his life for his friends. He laid down his life for us. If we are his friends, we will lay down our lives for him. Amen. So love the one that loved you. Jesus loved you. He gave himself for you. Love him. Follow him. You will be so happy in that day that you came to him with all your heart and laid down your life and followed him. You will be rewarded throughout eternity. The things that God has prepared for those that love him, it hasn't even entered into the mind of man. Thank you, Lord. I just give you thanks, Father, in Jesus' name. If you wish to speak, Father, amen. This is your program. It is not mine. I am the God of all flesh. Those of you who are listening to my servant Rob this day, humble yourselves before me. Come to me. Come to me. 
the author and the finisher of your faith. I love you. I gave myself for you. Look to me. Look unto me, says the Lord. Look up, for I am coming soon. If you will do these things, if you will humble yourself and purify yourself, I will receive you to myself when I come. But if you refuse, if you will love this world and walk after the things of this world, you will be sadly disappointed when I come. You will be ashamed when I come. Praise God. Praise God. I am God Almighty. Do not be ashamed of my Son. Do not be ashamed of his sacrifice for you. Receive it. Receive my love, says the Lord. Praise God. Thank you, Father. 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 Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Lord. Let's turn to Revelation chapter 19, verse 6. And I heard, as it were, the voice of a great multitude, as the sound of many waters, and as the sound of mighty thunderings, saying, Alleluia, for the Lord God omnipotent reigns. Let us be glad and rejoice and give him glory, for the marriage of the Lamb has come, and his wife has made herself ready. And to her it was granted to be arrayed in fine linen, clean and white, for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. Then he said to me, Write, Blessed are those who are called to the marriage supper of the Lamb. And he said to me, These are the true sayings of God. Again, let's read Titus chapter 2, verse 11 through 14. For the grace of God that brings salvation has appeared to all men, teaching us that denying ungodliness and worldly lusts we should live soberly, righteously, and godly in the present age, looking for the blessed hope and glorious appearing of our great God and Savior, Jesus Christ, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from every lawless deed and purify for himself his own special people, zealous for good works. Remember, it says in Revelation, for the fine linen is the righteous acts of the saints. So God is purifying for himself his own special people. And we, as the people of God, need to yield to the Holy Spirit and let him lead us. We need to be zealous, to be led by the Spirit of God, to do the works that he wants us to do, not our own works, but to do the righteous deeds that the Holy Spirit will lead us to do.